This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And we're live. Welcome to Pickle Pod. Pickle Pod. Do you, uh, do you, what? I was thinking about doing like a formal intro and then I got, oh, no. Do you want to riff a formal intro right now? Not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we could, we could use this time to hear a formal intro, intro by you, but no. Are you, Nah. At your apartment or are you at a hotel? My apartment, which is roasted, dude. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is, that, is that your own artwork and stuff or did that come yeah. with the apartment? Yeah, okay. I just got this. Okay, cool. Ask uh, me about it, dude. Is that Geronimo? That is Connor Parker. Okay, and? He, uh, so it actually has a lot. I didn't even realize this, so I, I was in an airport. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where I was going. Maybe just Wait, back. You home. bought art wall off an airport wall? No, no, no. Oh, dude, I was gonna be like, that happens because you know you go to those places and they're like, it's yeah. decorated with art, but all the art is for sale, and a lot of airports are yeah. like that. No, I was flying to New York maybe for okay. our thing in New York, and uh, so I I like to walk in bookstores and just buy whatever and just buy random books and not really understand like what I'm getting into, and so the one I chose was empire of the summer moon i think which is all about like the last remaining native american tribe uh within texas and the great plains the comanches and Connor parker was like this 23 year old chief that was relentless i mean i know they would refer to them as savages but he was just he was savage like that's how i would describe him. He, he was just a badass okay and he was the last holdout and uh, he's like a great warrior. And I was like, so this book is the craziest book I've ever read. Mm-hmm. I was tweeting about it. And uh, it's ton, It's filled with tons of interesting history. And it's really relevant to Austin, too, which I didn't even realize was going to okay. be the case. And so I was uh, I was super inspired by this dude. And I was like, I'm getting and I needed something right here because this is a big yeah. blank wall. So I was like, all right, that's what I'm getting. Dope Native okay. American thing. Because it fits, too, because I have like a big buffalo in there and I've got other artwork, but. You never wear Southwest print or anything when I see you. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, that's appropriate. That's the next man. step. No, uh, okay, maybe. Today's day and age, you want to get the pod canceled? <laughs> no, Southwest is fine, <laughs> dude. I love Southwest print. Um, let's see. We had, oh, I, I mean, I love your story. There's no transition to go from there to uh, other than I could recommend <laughs> books for you or anything like that. But I had a great night last night. So let's, let's hear my, about it. My friends f- from out of town who uh, he's from Dallas. He comes in, plays pickleball with me, works for the Texas Rangers. So he comes in and plays pickleball with me when he's traveling for to the team's uh headquarters here not their official headquarters but their spring training headquarters right and so he's like want to play pickleball so 
I get a group together and we go to uh, Bell Bank Park at uh, Legacy and we roll in and we're playing and I see Lee Waters walk past, but she's like in jeans and a t-shirt. And I'm like, hey, uh-huh. and she's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, we're just on our way home, stopped here just to hang out for, for a little bit. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I look over and Anna Lee Waters is also in street clothes, but she is playing in, she's just helping with a little camp thing that uh, Caden Moffat is putting on. You know, Caden? No, but I have a really good friend from Phoenix area named Moffat. Like his last name's Moffat. No, this guy's, this guy's from Moffat. And I've never heard that last name before. Yeah. So he, him and Anna Lee played pickleball, like as a mixed doubles, like on, early what's your, on. What's your friend's career. name? Caden Moffat, but he's not from Phoenix original. Oh, so yeah. yeah. So anyways, so they're over there and so we're hanging out, but like they're, they're just in, uh, oh no, it's not Caden Moffat. It's Caden Nemoff. Mm. Not Moffat. Sorry, Caden. Caden Nemoff. Pickleball professional, head teaching pro at Legacy. Got so it. he's pals with the waters. And uh, so I, I'm like, hey, they're on their way out. They've been playing for I don't know how long. And I'm just like, hey, you guys want to play? And Lee's like, no, I'm in jeans. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I wouldn't want to play in jeans either. But Annalie's like, okay. So we uh, round up Annalie Waters to play some uh, rec games with us in jean shorts and uh, like a long sleeve plaid uh, button up shirt. Let's dissect the mm-hmm. excuse they gave you for being there. What in specific did they say? Why were they at this park? They are friends with Caden. So they were there for that. They were checking out the area because they need a headquarters on the West Coast as well, because a lot of the tournaments are on the West Coast. Right. And they have seven weeks of no tournaments because the PPA is on like almost a two month break before their next tournament. Right. And so they. We're like, we're just moseying on our way back home to Florida, but we have seven weeks. And they were like, we love just stopping in at places randomly and unannounced and playing and getting some rec games in. And some people recognize us and get super stoked about it. And some people don't recognize us at all. And then some people like recognize us later. And it's just like a fun thing for us to do. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Why did they, do you have a different story? I mean, I want to create a conspiracy theory out of this. I, I want to like pretend like you disrupted some big deal that you know hasn't been announced or something like that. But no, I don't, know. I don't think so. Uh, so yeah, so that was it. So that was a lot of fun. And uh, one of the kids that was playing was with us uh, will soon become Diarrhea Pants Magoo right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. So. I- that's so funny to me. This that's a pickleball <laughs> gymnast kid, Will. Yeah, yeah, Will. So I he was played with us. So, so he, funny. when we got Anna Lee Waters to play with us, he was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, like he yeah, was right. stoked on it. So he played the last game with her against me and uh, my brother in law, Chad, who you've played against before. Where? 
when you came through Arizona. I think Chad was uh, oh. was playing with us. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was exciting. Super exciting for Will. And but Chad's not the, the one who has the Instagram like with his family, is he? Probably. Like the Instagrammer? He has like thousands of followers. Oh, no. That's Sam. Is that Sam. who we played with? Uh, we, we did play with, with him, but, you know, there were two others, too. So. Oh, okay. Well, Jack was there for with you. Yep. And then there were two others yeah. hanging out? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chad was probably one of them. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was super fun. Are you jealous? That's a head nod for our listeners. He's jealous. <laughs> well, I'm curious if... Uh... I think the waters were, were thinking about getting a place in Austin. So I wonder if they're thinking Phoenix now. Oh, they're probably just looking around, deciding West coast or somewhere on the West, which is the best. And Phoenix, Phoenix is good because it's very close to California. You can drive it six hours to the coast of California, to LA, San Diego, those areas. Right. All, all along there is like five, six hour drive. Got it. Uh, so that's nice. Uh, Las Vegas is five hours. St. George is like six hours. St. George, Utah. So you could almost drive to a lot of those big tournaments. And then uh, the airport is so major that it has direct flights to pretty much anywhere in the U.S. So did you watch the PPA this weekend? That's tough. I mean, Championship Sunday was on Tennis Channel. Yeah, but how do you access Tennis Channel, bro? Dude, it's it's not easy. <laughs> I I like, and I I always like when people bring up streaming apps. I'm like, I'm subscribed to everyone. Like, there's yeah. not one I can yeah. get. I'm going through Tennis all of my. Channel. I'm yeah, spending like 150 dollars on streaming yeah. on streaming channels, like way more than I ever paid on cable, and yeah. I cannot get Tennis Channel anywhere. Yeah. Well. Yeah, Rob's going to come on, and he was making a whole thing of it, like, on social. He was just like, can somebody get me Tennis Channel? Yeah. Um, it, I mean, yeah. it's it's worse than the ESPN Plus, which I paid for to watch Pickleball last year. Oh, really? So you got to cancel that now, I guess. I mean, I, I guess the ATP put one on there at one point. I mean, this, but it's still, like, impossible to use. So, like, even still, yeah. like, you I really – it's you're not – and this What's, is a problem for pickleball. You're not scrolling through channels and being like, oh, there's pickleball. Like you literally have to get a team of scientists, sit down, <laughs> and then they come up with some formula that you have to type in a code to your TV remote. It's funny that you say that because Rob was like, how do I get tennis? He texted me. He's like, Rob Nunner. He's like, how do I get tennis channel? And I was like, you either need to hire an Argentinian code breaker or Edward Snowden to get you in because yeah, it's, I have no idea. It's so but, exciting to hear that news. Like it's on tennis channel, but then you're like, nobody can access tennis. So channel. what's, what's the logic? So tennis channel gets to what attract, let's say best case scenario, a thousand people to I sign up know. for their thing. Is that even know. like a, does that make a difference for them? That, that revenue and then for the ppa what is the what is the motivation other than just like yeah they wanted to work with tennis channel because the broadcast will improve etc cetera, etc cetera. It's, it's sort of like a validation thing that's the two but, that's that's it 
but what you're doing is you're icing out like me who I'm like somebody who actually watches this stuff and other people who actually watch this stuff in favor of hopefully attracting new new fans from like the tennis world like well, that here. might be that might be a, a better strategic play I'm more just like wondering out loud like what are the what are the advantages off, to yeah off the cuff and just based off of your little uh, thing there I'm thinking tennis channel this is their motivation they're not interested in news as subscribers subscribers so much right now but they see the trajectory of pickleball so they see a future in it so yep. they're like you have to be in early so that you have a relationship with pickleball when and if it goes berserko so they want to be there on top of that you're a content creator thomas you know how nice it is to have free content just shoveled into your inbox like that's so nice mm -hmm. that you don't have to then create your own content you can just be like barf here it is on our thing so like that's a thing too they like tennis channel is definitely going to have some lags in honest. the tennis content you lost me on that I completely you, uh, you don't think wait hold on Let, let's let's add in let's add in nunnery because i know he has his his qualms with the with the tennis channel thing but there's actually a few more things i want to say about this but, but. i want and i want to finish from uh from yeah, yeah. but let's add in rob but yeah, don't yeah. let me cut don't cut off my rant here right now Okay, no, Rob, right, I'm in yeah. some flow right now. I, I feel it. I, you're so passionate about this. I love it. Keep going. Thank you. So I think that the Tennis Channel, like, back they, to the get, bar. they get some nice content that they don't have to, like, necessarily work that hard for. And, like, if you're showing all tennis all the time, then you definitely have room to show some pickleball. For sure. And, and then why not? And then from the tour standpoint, it adds some credibility, some clout. It's exciting until you realize that even with a team of some of the greatest scientists in the world, you're not figuring out how to be able to watch that thing. Yep. So, I mean, I think the, and just from my perspective, the best thing you could do is also if Tennis Channel has a YouTube channel and they have exclusive rights to the content, put it out on there. Like that is worth something having people tune into your YouTube channel as well. So yeah, I don't Rob, know. Rob, why do you think they are on the tennis channel right now? Other than like the upping the production value and kind of, and the validation of being able to say we're on the tennis channel. Yeah. I, mean, that's, I, mean, I think that's, that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, they're obviously not getting, getting, there's not a media rights deal. They're not getting paid for it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's just for exposure. It's uh, better production quality. Like it was, it, they, it did look nice at San Clemente, right? To have the studio, to have Morgan. Uh, it just it it upped the production quality that we see. I didn't I didn't watch it, so I actually only knew about the studio thing, which was cool, by the way. But I only knew about it because Morgan Evans posted a picture. Same. Of him, I didn't. Like, I didn't on see the studio. it. And I was like, yeah, oh, same. Like, I didn't even know that was the thing. I didn't either, but I'm assuming it was good. <laughs> yeah, so. it looked good. And Morgan, <laughs> I actually love listening to to Morgan. Um, he's just got a phenomenal voice, and his cadence is great. He uses yeah. some crazy words too. I always, um, <laughs> I always learn a lot of vocabulary when I when yeah. I listen to him. Pull the the source out with Morgan, Morgan Evans. Yeah, 
Yeah, I always there's always moments where I'm like, oh, did he just say it? like he there? I remember the Vegas Open last year. And he's like, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Am I right, boys? And nobody <laughs> laughed. Everybody's just like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I love those moments. Those are my favorite Morgan Evans yeah, moments. Yeah, he's like, I think I did cross a line, but uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Nobody's reacting. Everybody's yeah, ignoring what I said. And a lot of his jokes are just like they're so subtle that most people actually do miss them. Yeah. Well. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Am I right? For this? <laughs> That's pretty, pretty straightforward. <laughs> pretty straightforward on that one. Yeah. Hope you guys are enjoying the episode. Uh, first of all, subscribe, hit that follow button on Spotify or, you know, subscribe on Apple, whatever that, that button is. Uh, and subscribe on YouTube. Leave a comment. Let us know what you guys think. If you have thoughts. Uh, but I want to talk to you quickly about FitAid. You guys know that we... We drink our pickle aid around here, brought to you by the Dink. Uh, but Fit Aid Energy boosts the original sports recovery ingredients in Fit Aid with 200 milligrams of clean caffeine from green tea. It's got your branch, branch chain amino acids, turmeric, electrolytes, vitamins, and clean caffeine. They come together in four deliciously electric flavors that are naturally sweetened with only 15 calories. It's the performance energy for athletes, fitness buffs, or anyone looking for a clean, effective boost. You can visit lifeaidbevco.com and you can save 20% and get free shipping on your first order. Plus with our exclusive coupon code, DINK20, DINK all caps, 20, it's one word at checkout and it's the digits two zero. Uh, so DINK20 at checkout, that's lifeaidbevco and code DINK20 for 20% off plus fast, free shipping. The future of energy drinks is here. Welcome to Energy 3.0. Subscribe. It's, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, what about so my last point on the or question about the tennis channel thing was the wide frame. I didn't like the wide frame. I thought it was a bad. No, it's garbage. Yeah. What that's they like, have, that's, I didn't. I didn't even get to see it. I couldn't. You guys probably blocked up all the scientists, and I couldn't figure out the algorithm to get onto the tennis channel. What no, explain this to us? So like, there's yeah. Well, that's a good a, point. From a side, I a, full wide or what? Yeah. And they just didn't use it at the appropriate times, um, which is one of my biggest gripes about viewership in pickleball right now and getting new viewers on. Um, it's just not shot very well. It doesn't capture, doesn't capture um, how fast everything is. It doesn't capture how tough it is to actually keep the ball soft and not pop it up. Because people are like, oh, it's why is it so slow? Why are they hitting it so soft? Well, even though they're hitting it soft, it's still a very challenging shot to keep it unattackable, right? Because the yeah. margins are so small of, of what's unattackable versus what somebody's going to punish you with. So just, yeah, it's my biggest gripe is nobody's shooting it well. Nobody's figured out how to do it to where it actually captures the skill and the ability level of the top pros. So I think until that's figured out, it's always going to be a challenge. And um, you know, they experimented, right? Like they tried that wide, that wide camera angle from the kitchen Yeah. and yeah, it just did it, it stretch it, things out and make it look a little wonky or what was the, what was the main issue with it? I thought it was just like too zoomed out when they were doing the oh, total yeah. wide frame. I like when they get up and they, and they get zoomed in at the kitchen line with a little wide frame, but it was and, the whole thing. It was the whole court. Yeah. It was a whole wide. court. So it was like, it was tough to, I mean, you just can't. I mean, so one of the hardest parts about pickleball generally and like turning it into a spectator sport is making people realize the nuance and the skill. 
And if you're wide frame, like you're doing the opposite, I think, like, because you can't really see the difficulty. It's just, um, just masks that. So there's a couple um, things so, I could think of bad. that, that could really change the viewership experience of, um, well, let me understanding. Yeah, go ahead. Let me stop you right there because this you're leading into what I wanted to ask you. Yeah. In your mind as a professional pickleball player, yeah. If you were hired on as a consultant for these film crews or somebody because is it is it a lack of knowledge of the game of the people actually filming it and producing it that is yeah. the issue or is it that pickleball is a riddle in being able to show what you want to show on camera. No, I think, I think you're exactly right on the first point. I think it's not necessarily like, like, I mean, these film crews are videographers are world-class. Like they do amazing work. They shoot the French open. They shoot the U S like there, there's no question in terms of being able to shoot. The question is, yeah, not understanding the game and not understanding what's going to attract and pull in kind of that new viewer. And in my opinion, just kind of thinking about like what that could look like, just spitballing here is, you know, to understand, to understand, especially the soft game with dinks, right? Like, I don't know if there's a measurement. I don't know if there's a, um, some kind of graphic you could put on screen. Like, let's say it's a, a four person dink rally. Everybody's at the kitchen, cross court dinks, mixing up down the line. Like if you could somehow show height, over the net or depth into the court where that ball is bouncing and understanding like what the safe zone is, where it's going to be unattackable unless somebody pulls the trigger off a of bounce, like finding out where those safe zones are versus like the neutral zone versus the attackable zones and being able to show that on screen. Uh, Cause let's <laughs> say somebody pops a dink up and it's like, Oh, that's in, that's in the green zone. That means they're going to attack. Um, then that would be pretty cool because then you understand exactly why they're doing what they're doing. Cause right now people are like watching a new viewer and they're like, why are they just hitting it soft? Why don't they hit it hard? And you know, that should be, that should be commentary too, like showing, okay, these are some examples of why they're hitting it soft. When yeah. this guy speeds up off the bounce, he gets punished and you can show like a decal thunder punch, like it's not coming back. So I think there just needs to be a better job of education and shooting and kind of explaining why players are hitting the shots that they're hitting. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Do you think uh, along those lines, there probably needs to be more cameras around. Like my experience in reality TV is that there is a GoPro stashed under everything. Everywhere reality you turn, TV. you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I've been on reality TV a, a bunch of times and you uh -huh. bump into GoPros every turn. 90, you're like, Oh, Oh, they're filming. 90 day fiance. Yeah, 90 Day Fiance. I've been on that a bunch of times. <laughs> that one, that one worked out. On the one. All version. <laughs> yeah. than, got a couple kids now. Yeah. So, but like I was thinking, like little cameras on the posts. Yeah. Along the Everywhere. the, the Everywhere. net line, but but then if you have too many cameras, you can't show it live because it's going to be too tricky to shift. Yeah. And maybe like that's the. Th but then. Like how late can you show? You can't because people already will look at the results. The people who want to watch the the matches are already going to. Yeah. So that's probably part of it too. Because I think tennis, you can take a wider angle and a wider lens and see the majority of the action. But they yeah. film baseline most of the time. Yeah, but pickleball, you couldn't do that, right? No, you that's, do. That's how they always do it. But they shouldn't. They we need more angles on pickleball. 
I like it better than what they're doing now. That's all I'll say. But yeah, okay. I agree. There, there should be better angles. All right, but let's um, let's change. Oh topic, so. well, no, one more, one more. Because I did see an like I don't remember where I saw, it, but I saw an interesting angle. But I think it was from a drone. It had to be. It was probably I, me. Yeah, probably you. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was kind of a side view, kind of showing the kitchen, but more from like a little bit of an aerial, but not to the point where you're like right on top, which I don't like because you can't really see. Like I said, you know what's attackable, what's not. That's what's interesting to me. If I'm watching a dink rally, how soft are these guys keeping it? Are they keep like, could that have been attacked, but they decided to dink it anyways, all that stuff. But this angle was shot from the side, a little above the court, but you could still see kind of what's going on, how high the dinks are. And then it kind of came across more towards like, it kind of looped around it towards the back. So you, like, I think that's interesting. When you're seeing a dink rally, you're not too aerial, but you're kind of going around and moving as the point's going could get distracting to players but like if there's like a let's call it a circle kind of a loop over the court but not too high where you could capture that that would look really cool yeah i mean i think also like everybody's kind of afraid to get in there a little bit because tennis doesn't do that but yeah even football like you go to the dallas stadium and they're like right on hey yeah and they're like if you kick the ball into it that's just like them's the breaks yeah. And like, like they just need to, you know, be like, this is for production. It's going to look yeah. dope. The camera is only 10 feet above your guys' head. And yeah. if that you knock that, that's just a replay of the point. Keep your serves low. No moon ball serves like uh, something like that to increase the production value, improve the production value, which will then increase viewership. Yeah. I think players can adjust to whatever needs to be done, but I think all players would agree that having higher production value is going to, eventually earn them more money. So just do it. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about talent. Let's kind of picking off our conversation with, with Travis, right? Yeah, dude. And what I've had so many thoughts about this, just watching the weekend as I was seeing the results and yeah. I was like, I got to talk to Thomas about this. Yeah. J so J dub wins Paris Todd wins. Uh, Is J this bad for the PPA? That non-PPA players are winning these things. Well, no, it's good for it's good for the PPA because it yeah actually it has on it has stage. more variety. Yeah, like it's, it, as long if, as it's happening on their stage, it's a good thing. Okay, if you're talking about it devaluing them as being the the talent premier pool. tour, the yeah the the top yeah. cream of the crop. Yeah, you could make that you could make that argument that these players who are you know predominantly playing on a different tour are coming in and, uh, you know, beating the the best, but yeah, you know, Ben wasn't there in, in singles. So, you know, asterisk, asterisk there, but, uh, Paris on the other hand came in and, uh, she was smoking the ball. Yeah. She's Smoked ripping it. the ball. Dude, that was my every time. Every my time. Dude, I picked yeah. her too. Cause I was like, I saw what she did to Catherine and I haven't seen, I mean, even Anna Lee doesn't dismantle Catherine like that. Yeah, and I was man. like, "Oh, she's she gave people problems." Like she, like Anna Lee tried to come in. Paris's passing shots are so good. Like her groundies are just so good. Yeah, every um, time. So she can just she would you call them groundies? And, you say groundies? Yeah, ground strokes. It's a tennis term, I guess. Groundies. <laughs> it sounds oh, yeah. more like a, a Morgan Evans term. Groundies. <laughs> it, is, it does. Yeah. And you're like, what is that? Is that like ground squirrels you eat in Australia in the outback? What's uh, <laughs> so? Is what is she doing? Because we haven't, in in my few years here in pickleball, 
I haven't seen somebody hit the ball that hard, that consistently over and over and over again. Is it the power with which she hits the ball or the accuracy with which she hits the ball or I think it's absolute combination of both. She's a, she's a carbon player, but she's playing with the Yola in in singles. And I, I play with a Yola now and uh, they're not paying for an ad on this podcast. I can hit nasty forehand. So you don't like even I'm, think it's Paris at all. You're like saying it's Seattle. I'm like good at singles now. Well, I do think it. it You're it good lends, at singles now. Okay. It lends it's a little on, bit of bro. an advantage. It yeah, is and, on. and I never come in. So it, tip to anybody ever playing me in singles, uh-huh. I'm not don't coming come in. in. I'm ripping, <laughs> and I'm trying to hit winners constantly. And yeah. if I'm not playing against somebody who's like you know a, a four or five or or above, I'm just gonna. I'm going to hit winning shots the whole time, which is kind of what Paris was doing. But I'm not saying it's all because of paddle. I am saying that that paddle, it opens up new shots that uh, if you're playing with, I don't know, maybe like a paddle tech or, you know, something else that I just don't have. I don't have it. And do you also, you touched on something there that we saw at Major League Pickleball this year, but we learned it. I think last year at Major League Pickleball, where the pros started talking about it, where the people who the pros who weren't playing singles regularly, who were forced to play singles in Dream Breakers, there were a lot of them who were like, I'm not coming in. And then the people they were playing were like, oh, I also can't come in because their passing shots are too good. Yeah. So you saw a lot of that baseline play. But you can take more risk. You have to take more risk as like a female, you know, playing a male player in in a Dream Breaker. Yeah. And that's not sustainable in a full, you know, three, potentially five game match. Right. Okay. Okay. And every, every dream breaker where it's a, a male versus female, the female's playing to win and the male's playing not to lose, which is never yeah. a good formula. Yeah. Okay. Right. So are we going to see with Paris Todd's gameplay, are we going to see a shift in other people's strategy in playing singles? Well, they're going to have to change her strategy. They're going to have to shift she... their strategy playing her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what can they do? Um. Yeah, it, it's tough. You have to like Annalise. Not you know she's got good core coverage. There's no question. But um, yeah, Thomas is right. With that paddle, you could do stuff. And it's not just that paddle. It's it's you know it's the carbon. It's the electrum. You know, kind of those three that do stuff that other paddles don't you can create angles that you couldn't do before, right? So you can hit really gnarly angles getting topspin that just wasn't possible before those paddles came along. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think things are going to shift because as as we saw with Paris, like she's got such good control and power um, with her ground strokes already that she, she's really, like if you try to come in at the wrong time and you don't hit a good approach shot, she's going to pass you. She didn't miss a lot. It was impressive. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So you're going to have uh, to, I think instead of on the female side, anyways, I don't think things have changed on the, on the male side, you're going to, you you have to return and come in period the end. And you just have to cover the court on the, on the lady side though, um, where there's oftentimes less reach, uh, you're going to see, you're going to have to see women picking better spots to come in. Uh, but you still have to come in. The, the, this game still won at the kitchen line, in my opinion, even if you're playing pro women singles. Um, so the times that Anna Lee was successful were the times where, you know, Paris left the ball. It, it's more similar to tennis where, you know, they leave a little bit of a short ball. It's not 
a few feet from the baseline. It's kind of midcourt and you got to hit it and come in. And I see, I saw a lot of approaches going towards like the outside of the courts. I think the better approach is right down the middle where you're eliminating angles for them to pass you. So I think, I think that's going to be the shift is you still have to come in, but you have to come in on the right ball. Um, I'll learn. I'll remember that when I play Paris next. Uh, I like the pronounced ums on the podcast. Um, well, I'm just like, think, I'm like, can I even like, I can't think to do that when I play, I'm just smacking the ball. And, yeah, just, uh, see ball, hit ball. All right, I want to talk about, so JW and, and Paris are, they're doing the same thing, but they come at it from a, a different, I guess, angle you could say, but so, Paris is like one of these high level tennis players who's coming in and she's playing tennis and it's working. J dub is more of this like born on the pickleball court, uh, doubles specialist and single specialist. Who's kind of doing the thing that we say is eventually going to get phased out, but what of playing both. Yeah. Being able to play both. Like I, what do you think about that, Rob? That's kind of been my, that's been my, I've, I've thought that. Eventually, like the specialization is going to become too strong and you're not going to be able to do both. I think so. But I think there's always going to be the the anomaly that is the Deion Sanders or the Bo Jackson where he's just like, oh, this this person's really good at both. But generally, it's not going to be the case. I I think generally speaking, we we have specialization already. I think there's going to be a handful of players. You know, you see like even Deckel, right? Deckel can play great singles. Um, I can play singles, but I don't we just don't because doubles is kind of you know pickleball is a doubles game it's a doubles focused game uh there's less emphasis on singles which is the opposite of tennis which is a singles focused game um but i think yeah i think specializations already happened i think there's a ton of great singles players that are not good at doubles or not at the highest level at doubles that are at the highest level in singles like and you're seeing a lot more of that right because oh name some names bro name some names (laughs) i'll say paris todd like her doubles game does not mirrored that of her her singles doubles just takes longer she hasn't been playing that long but her doubles yeah. game's progressing and she's going to be a great doubles player um so i wouldn't necessarily use her um as a perfect example of that because i don't ever see her being a single specialist like i i could see her being great at both being top 10 in both um but on the men's side there's there's lots like you see fed uh Stocksrud, who's coming along like he'll get better doubles too who knows at the highest level uh share bear um alex newman's getting better at doubles but he's great at singles already like there's just so many good guys that are in singles quickly because it translates faster than doubles yeah doubles takes much like and i saw a post on pickleball forum i think dan gingers posted it but it was like um you know if you're a pro tennis player you can get really good at singles be a top pro within three months but no matter who you are it'll take 12 plus months in doubles and i think that's a fact uh, doubles just takes longer. There's more nuances. It's it's a different game than tennis, and it takes different shots, and it's just harder. So, I mean, I initially even was thinking Zane Navratil a year ago, a year and a half ago. Yeah. He was, at that time, already making waves as a singles player where you were like, he's yeah. – top singles player one of the top singles players and a lot of people were like yeah but doubles he's not like he his level was definitely not as you know he was like top three singles player way before he was top 10 doubles player yeah is he a top 10 doubles player top 15 
Um, I mean, when you start to think of like Matt Riley, Adam, yeah. like you, you could. There's there's a lot of these guys that are yeah, nasty that's doubles players. That's and, true. Uh, so I do think I do think if we're talking about who has the premier talent on the double side, it's a PPA. For sure. Do you think the yeah. pool is the pool is deeper for doubles players? Is, is that also true because more people are playing yeah. or want to play doubles? Yeah, just the men's side in general is super deep. Um, I mean, singles is deep too. Like, I think singles is way deeper on the APP side, to be honest. Um, yeah. And honestly, probably at this point, more top heavy. Like, I, I would, if you had an APP versus a PPA singles tournament, um, where it was literally like a team event where you had APP versus PPA, I'll put money on APP. Like a major league pickleball event where the teams are PPA and APP. Yeah. Like, like have, if we yeah. were to, if we were to yeah. say, if the, if we took the top five finishers and we were like, which tour constitutes most of those, those top five, you would say APP. Or are you thinking that JW is also coming in and, and he's going to beat Ben now too? Yeah, I'd take J-Dub, I think. I think, I think I, for me, like I'm, a big shift hearing we're seeing, uh, for me, a big shift between like J-Dub and Ben was the U.S. Open where, um, you know, <clears> Ben <throat> was way more, way more vocal, showed way more emotion because I, I, I just feel like he knows that it's, it's you know. It's coming. Ceil- it's coming. He's at, he, he's at a ceiling and J-Dub's not, near, not nearly there and um, – it's a, yeah, it's a turning, it's a changing of the guard, in my opinion. I mean, Travis, Travis said those same things last week. Yeah, I think I've got a, I think I've, I might lose 10 bucks. I said two years. And he, no, he gave you a year, though. He said in 12 months, if JW is in, okay, cool. Good, ranked good, higher. Good. A little he more, said, in, he's, a little more he, insulation. Yeah, he said, he, Travis said, guaranteed in two years, JW oh, yeah. will be the uncontested favorite of those two. Out of those two, there might be tire. somebody else. There might be somebody else that's even coming sure. in. Sure. Like, yeah. Have you heard of this Tyson Apostle guy? No. Nice. Okay. A lot I of people have. <laughs> yeah. 90. Tyson's the yeah. Tyson's the, <laughs> he's the comedic relief around here, Rob. If you uh, <laughs> got it, got it. Tell. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm saying APP versus PPA. Huh. I would say in terms of you know, PPA might be a little bit stronger at the you know call it the top three, top five. But in terms of like, you know, if you're looking at top 10 to top 15, I think APP has just way more strength throughout the, throughout that lineup. Okay. Talking about the PPA, I bumped into the waters last night and they're on a seven week break. Yeah. Is that good for those PPA players to take that long of a break? Is it a weird gap? What is, I, I mean. Yeah. It's unheard of to have a seven week break in the middle of summer for pickleball players. Is that I remember I remember seeing that on the schedule and it's like, why why is summer so empty? Like usually this is like, you know, you have a summer swing where it heats up and everybody's playing. Yeah, it, it's a strange break on the PPA schedule. I don't quite understand it. Um there's no I explanation was, for it. I wanna say it was like that last year because I remember being like, finally I don't have to travel like for a, a couple months or whatever. But yeah. there's no there's no reasoning to it. They're not like, oh, we're giving our players time to reset or do their camps or whatever, and then come back stronger than ever before. They don't like. They I don't, don't even really think about that. Okay. <laughs> 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 I, 
I don't know. I mean, that's great. <laughs> I come from some different backgrounds where that that's is great. a purposeful break in the middle of the season to that's reset sweet. and regroup <laughs> and come back stronger than you were before yeah. and you reach a new plateau. So I was like, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking too hard here, Rob. And the, man, can you imagine how exhausting it is to be my brain? <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason. I think it's just kind of how it played yeah. out. And okay, and yeah. It's and is it good? Though. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it weird? Is it like what are your thoughts on it? I think it's I think it's tough because <clears throat> without getting too much into it, I think even with um, what was before San Clemente, what they have last uh, Atlanta, yes, or was it something after? So that was what Atlanta was mid May or like. 18th, 19th, something like that. And then San Clemente was June 9th. So you had two kind of big events between those. You had the APP, you had the APP New York, which yep. is kind of the APP's premier event. And then you had obviously all the hoopla with the MLP draft, which you guys were obviously there and crushed it. And then the MLP actual event in Austin this past week. Um, that's, that's, there's a lot of like, you know, just in terms of buzz around the pickleball world, like if, if PPA is not hosting tournaments, they're, you know, they're quieting down. They're like, they're let, they're letting the APP take the spotlight. They're letting MLP take the spotlight because APP has got a good stretch of tournaments right now. MLP has got another event in August. And I think, yeah, if, if they're not hosting events, what are they going to do? Just post on social to try to drum up interest. It's a perfect opportunity for MLP and APP to come in and actually, you know, have tournaments, have people watching their players, have all of that stuff happening. It just creates a buzz. And, you know, whether, whether they want it to or not, you know, people have really short attention spans in pickleball, even, even viewers, like they remember most what they last watched. So, and if it was a PPA in June and now it's the end of July and August and there hasn't been a PPA, it's like the relevance goes way down in my opinion. I'm going to also back that up what you just said there i filmed the show was gone six weeks when i came back i felt like the entire landscape had changed like i knew the talent a lot, of, had, a lot did dude, happen it though. was <laughs> crazy though but like i came back and then we go to the mlp and i'm like i know the people i knew from six months ago and i knew their talent then but I don't know how it translates now with all these new players in the, in like, I had like my finger on the pulse of pickleball. I was watching every tournament I could every weekend and stuff like that. And then I come back in six week break, literally from pickleball. And I could not wrap my head around it. <laughs> and so like that lends credence to you, like not seeing these players play for six or seven weeks. It's you do, you're going to forget about them a little bit. Yep. It goes quick. It's also prime time. I just want to add that in. Like this is prime pickleball. People Season. are playing pickleball yeah. right now. Like, yep. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm finally getting back into pickleball. One thing I've noticed lately, mm-hmm. everybody before we play is like, is your get like get your duper ready. <laughs> and I'm like, are we like? I'm going to have to compete then because I care about my duper. <laughs> oh, Caden Nemoff. When I played, I played with Anna Lee last night and Caden yeah. was on the side. He's like, I'm putting this one on duper. So you guys better like play hard. I was like, if I score two points on Anna Lee, her duper's dropping. And yours is skyrocketing. And mine is skyrocketing. <laughs> uh, right. So I'm a seven, five now. 
and she's <laughs> a four nine. But it makes the ca- even the most like casual of games competitive. Yep. I'm like, God dang, I just want to go out there and like rip, rip some shot, try some crazy stuff. But if you're throwing it on duper now, now pride's on the line. I mean, when you're almost 43 <laughs> years old, you just stop caring about that stuff. Thomas Shields. Not me. I know you're not 43. <laughs> I never once have in my mind have been like, Oh no, my duper thing. Even when people mention the duper thing, I'm like, ah, what is, well, is what is, will be here. You want to know why Tyson? Why? Because when we played in Vegas, I went from like a five two uh-huh. down to like a, but you're not a five two five or something. Yeah. But you're not a five two. Tyson. <laughs> this guy. This Tyson, guy. Tyson. Tyson, this is cute. This is so cute. A more honest score. And that's what Duper does. <laughs> is it? I'm a 5'7 at least. Okay. Okay. Uh, five, Rob, seven. I played Rob in uh in a pro at the Beer City Open in APP. I think it was uh how long ago was, was that? 15 last nine. summer, I think. Yeah, 15, 15 9, I think you guys beat us. We had we had you. Your, you were on the ropes. Teammate. Rob started to Rob. Who was who was I playing with? You Martina. were playing with Martina. Yeah. Yeah. And who were you playing with, Thomas? Jackie. Schultz. Jackie Urbanati. Okay. Yep. And I look at her and I go, Rob. Rob's in a bad mental state. Right? I was like, in a very bad mental space. I was like, he's frustrated. Let's go. <laughs> I was like, let's go at him now. Like, yeah. take advantage of this. Like, we yeah. need to win. And you and, guys did. Uh, we had a we had a good momentum. We were feeling good. I thought I thought we were gonna win. And then Rob was like, nah, but that's the thing is like when you get in these pro matches and and some of these players, when they go, when they mentally flip that switch and go, all right, let's turn it on. It's a different level. And that's what I, yeah. When they're like, I want to win and I'm going to win right now. And then they're just like foot on the gas. So Thomas, my challenge to you is next time we're in person, let's duper some shit up, bro. Yeah, play okay. some singles for your duper and then we'll get some doubles going for your duper we're gonna play yeah, all yeah. three we're gonna play mixed we're gonna play same and we're gonna play singles cool i am going to destroy your duper bro i'm bringing it down to under a four my my one goal is you're gonna go for one of your dumb ernie's which you always telegraph you're always <laughs> like you basically are like i'm gonna hit an ernie and then you hit and it to me and I'm i gonna... smash it in your crotch i don't know why <laughs> It's telegraphed, sure, but it works. I don't know. Yeah, what. Uh, now you're just making up details, but uh, you know. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna so here's the, the there's a point. You're gonna go for the Ernie, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go right at your body, and I'm gonna do it. it and do it. Hurt. Cause no, because I can exactly. see you wind up for that, and I already just put my pad out and do an Ernie block, bro. Got it. I would I would do a I would do a paddle paddle challenge before the before any of the matches. Yeah. No, I definitely will. <laughs> Thank so, you, like, Rob, you did, for that. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, please check Thomas Shields' paddle here, and then they'll be like, uh, over, over. Okay, uh, it's it's set in stone. Uh, we got to figure out, we got to find uh female counterparts who have equal duper scores or pretty close, and male doubles partners with also equalish in talent. Well, the thing about duper is it should correct for that. In theory, so okay, yeah, so that won't matter as much. I'm just thinking next time, much, next time we're at Major League yeah. Pickleball event, we can find some pros or play with the reserves there and get this on the books. Yeah, I like it. 
because you don't respect my game, Thomas, and I'm going to make you respect my game. <laughs> Good. Good. You got to earn respect. It's true. Life, you? life lesson from a, uh, you know, I've gotten all my res- 23 got- year old to a, uh, you know, 50 year old. Almost 43. I've, I always just assumed I got all my respect for free. I don't know why people like dig me so much, but it's just like day in the life for Mr. Apostle over here. I think it's because your your opening line in your first ever Survivor is <laughs> legendary. He like that. <laughs> I died. I was like, I was just waiting for Tyson to come on camera, and you come on, and you just you call that rip girl. it. I just yeah. rip it. That's a that's enough. Will you? I rip it. Yeah. But. That was the thing. It was like, I got to go hard here because if, if I can't win the thing or if I don't win the thing, I have to make waves. Yeah. Um, Rob, your knee surgery is still coming up. Yes. Looming. Yeah. It's, when is I that? Mean, it's, it's scheduled for Tuesday, but that depends on my appointment tomorrow. And if this infection's cleared out, because if it hasn't, just going to keep pushing back the knee. Yeah. What, uh, but you know exactly what you have to get done to the knee. What yeah. are they doing? Yeah, it's a meniscectomy. And how did that? How, did you do that playing pickleball? Uh, not playing pickleball. Um, so I finished playing mixed at the NY at the New York APP. Went down for like you know like a just a deep squat, just to kind of stretch. As I was coming up, just felt the pop in my left knee. Yeah. After uh-huh. I was playing. Dude, so knee, knee injuries are so weird, especially like ACL so and, and meniscus, because they always happen when like you least ex- expect it. So I had a buddy weird. in high school who, <laughs> like, after the play, like, jumped up just to like celebrate and came down, didn't jump that high, tore his ACL. <sighs> My ACL and meniscus running an open field in a soccer game, and uh, just like turned, just like cut, yeah, and just boom. Are you guys not getting enough electrolytes? What's going on? How, like, let's just say Uh I needed more electrolytes. Do you relight 100%? Yeah, relight. Uh, Up to 10 times more electrolytes than the other popular brands in pickleball. And uh, you can get a discount using pickleball at checkout. Dude, last night when I was playing with Anna Lee, I was chugging relight to keep me on the court because it was like over a hundred degrees still in the evening time. And it definitely keeps the cramps away. I don't know. Like Thomas, you're 23 and you are already having like these knee pop issues. I guess I probably was like 20, 22, maybe when that happened. And were you drinking relight? No, man. I mean, I don't want to say anything because I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I've never had a real I mean, I shouldn't say it. I'm stopping there. It's good, good thing, right, Rob? That was that was gonna lead to nothing hard good. Hard stop. Yeah, but you're 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 lanky. That in I feel like that's that's better for knees. You're yeah. You're more like yeah. You're more limber. I feel like I feel like tall, skinny people are just like more limber and protect oh, against those types. Really? Because I think there's more leverage to actually hurt yourself with. Yeah, well, we're not a we're not uh, we're not scientists, as evidenced no. by our inability to watch the tennis channel this yeah this past weekend. Uh, Rob, who did you have on your podcast this week? Uh, we don't do guests often. It was just Casey and I. Just Casey and you. Don't minimize. Don't minimize you too. Uh, no, well, I'm not. <laughs> it's the main show. 
It's the main yeah. show. It's the main <laughs> show, the Casey and Rob show. <laughs> uh, we'll have to get a match with us four, but it sounds like Thomas doesn't want to be on my team anymore. No, I'll play, dude. I'll play with you. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. Although I think that Rob is better than both of us, and I also think that Casey is better than both of us. So your your surgery is Tuesday. Let's Rob. Let's play Wednesday. Let's play Wednesday. <laughs> we'll do a duper. We'll do duper. That's luckily, duper. luckily, Casey's pretty long. He can cover the whole court for me. Yeah, I think if yeah, I think if it's just us, if it's us two versus Casey, we can we'll smash him. We'll get him. Uh, Thomas, what else is on the docket? Do people we are playing, want people are do, playing pickleball naked? I saw that. Uh, people were fun. sharing that with me. I'm. And, and, and I went to do some investigation to figure out what's going on. <laughs> oh, you! so you went to the source and were like, I'll just see if there's really naked people here. I mean. Okay. Listen, curve. I No, it's this community in, I don't even remember where it is, but it's. A oh, nudist, I forgot how I got there. It's a legitimate nudist community. And so I was like, but I didn't realize. So I went to their like website. Yeah. These pictures unedited are like on their homepage, just straight up naked people and i was like just junk they're, hanging they're all pretty naked old race they're browser all pretty, they're history. All yeah and there it's never people that should be naked right? yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and i was like they say oh. yeah so uh my somebody sent that to me and i was like i feel bad for whoever edited in those like little pickleballs to cover the did they uh, oh that's, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. so good that because those same good. pictures are on the home page but just without the the pickleballs over yeah. over everything so i love it I mean, so someone put that time and stared that stared at those pictures for a long time. <laughs> you know, I'm making waves in pickleball when people are sending me those articles too. Like I had multiple people texting me those articles. Like someone just texted my aunt just texted me that. Like yeah, wow, I have like high record. school friends like, that are texting me that too. Yeah, they think it's and. Weird. I mean, the second I saw the picture, I was like, oh, that's just at a nudist colony. They just are figuring out more naked stuff to do together. Dude, I didn't know nudist colonies were like a thing. Like I really, I just didn't know. And now now i'm aware so you i mean it's the only way that you could really do that without getting arrested and being put on the sex <laughs> I, offenders I, registry bro i assumed yeah. <laughs> it was in like i assumed it was like somewhere in europe no there's places like that in the u.s that exist where everybody just agrees to be naked together and they're all free and open and so uh, like how does that work like legally i i don't isn't that i don't know aren't they breaking some law i think it's private it's private land private land and maybe there's some agreement that you have to like consider a waiver. i don't know maybe yes, <laughs> and a waiver maybe 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 this maybe that you seem to know a lot of uh a lot of information about <laughs> yeah who knows maybe it's yeah that's right <laughs> maybe yeah. no uh, maybe where there's my... a clause and where my parents live in utah there's a nudist they call it a nudist ranch and you would drive past and there's a sign for it and it was actually called like Beaver the Creek nudist, nudist ranch. ranch or something. Beaver Creek, I like. Yeah, it. yeah, and something like that. No free ads here, but uh, they had like a sign on the on the road for a turnoff. So, like, I knew that nudist colonies existed from probably. Yeah. So, but I'd never gone and checked it out yet. So, Thomas, maybe uh, we can get that uh, nudist colony to uh, get us out there, and we can do Sponsor a live. The pod. Live pod from from uh, content, yeah. We could do it on OnlyFans. <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> I like where your head's at, bro. Yeah, dude. Monetize. Monetize. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Really smart. So, okay, I'm in. We'll all meet there. Um, so, Rob, I, I realized that. So we walked into Steve Kuhn's house where you were recording a podcast and I thought it was for Freestyle Boys. Yeah. But it was Lauren's podcast because I kept waiting for it to come out on uh, Freestyle Boys, but you were doing it with uh, uh, Lauren's pod. Yeah. Pickleball After Dark. Thank Give you. A little yeah. List yeah. the top pickleball podcasts in the industry from no particular order. Freestyle Boys. Freestyle Boys. Oh, no. Pickleball, 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 <laughs> pickleball. Uh, and Lauren's is like on Amazon or something. Is that a statement on Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> what? The, the, okay. The, the other thing I, I, I noticed was I, I rewatched the intro to uh, the draft show in New York and we did not give Michelle McMahon enough props for, cause during the, during major league pickleball, she kept calling it the pickleball podcast and like, I didn't want to correct her, but yeah. during the broadcast, she did call it pickle pod. Yes. And her intro was the host of the predominant pickleball pod, pickle pod. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that was, that was some no. good, uh, yeah, she got was, and she nailed twister. It. Yeah. 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 And that's why she's a professional. Hey, we're professionals yeah. now too. We are. She has a great voice for it too. We should actually get her to do our intro. You can't steal that Rob. I'll talk to Michelle to get us like a real intro where she's like, welcome back to pickle pod. Michelle's from Michigan. Lauren's from Michigan. I'm from Michigan. Where's Rob from? Georgia. Okay. And I'm from Utah. So sounds well, the like the best was, people aren't from Michigan. Correct. Yeah, well. I stole his punchline from him before he could say it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. He's so defeated right now. I know. Look at him. He had it. He was so excited. Like, he probably what's had next that on my sticky note pad. Yeah, he probably had that from last week. Is like, I got this lined up. I'm gonna just like totally bury these two. Yeah. All right. Wait. So, Rob, you said you circled on your calendar like your your uh, your comeback. So that'll be Major League Pickleball, the the Newport one. When's this? When's this being aired? Tomorrow morning. Sweet. So it depends on my appointment this morning. If uh, oh, I got a yeah. Jolly Rancher, I'm sorry. Yeah, nice. No, I, that's <laughs> very, very professional. <laughs> this is the stuff you can expect at the Freestyle Boys. It's Green Apple. It's the best. Okay. Uh, Give us a little review of it. It is the best. So, my wife would agree. So if I get cleared tomorrow, surgery on Tuesday, good chance I'll be back for MLP Newport. If I don't get cleared tomorrow and I don't have surgery Tuesday, it pushed a week. I think MLP is five weeks out from that point. Very difficult to get back because my window is six to eight weeks of full return. And I think if I get it on Tuesday, it's six weeks. Uh -huh. And even that would be like intense rehab, which is what I'm planning on doing. But if it gets pushed past next week, it's going to be a real issue. Okay. Five weeks is still do-ishable <laughs> if you're young and you feel healthy and you things go well. But yeah, six weeks, definitely better than five. Takes out the Jolly Rancher. Anything for the pod. Uh, so what is the fives? What are the fives going to do for uh, their their fourth then? That's a good question. I think there's still a lot of uncertainty in terms of 
how the supplemental draft drops trades is going to play out with MLP. I think we'll know more probably, probably the end of June, early July. So there's a few thoughts with injured players. I don't know if Stone's still going to be injured or not, but um, there's thoughts on having like an injured reserve where I hold my spot, um, but they still they still add a player for Just the team. Yeah. Or if I, you know, not a good situation for me if they're like, oh, he's injured, he can't play, so they just straight up drop me, and then another team has to take it. Like, another team has to take a chance on me being healthy for Newport, or I just get left out for Newport. So I don't know. I think there's there's a way. There's a few different ways it could go. <laughs> it would be the saddest thing in the world if I got dropped by the fives. I do the most intense rehab in the world after my surgery on Tuesday. I'm super healthy for Newport. I just I'm not on a team. Yeah. Or you get redrafted by another team. I'd be okay if, as long as I was on a team. But like the the heartbreaking thing would be if I got dropped and nobody picked me up because of the risk of me not being healthy. Yeah, and then I am healthy. Right. I would just then I would just hope. No, I would never hope somebody else got injured. But it would be it would be a bummer. But then you'd be even hungrier for the October event. No. Well, sure, but was, <laughs> no, would, but it would take it would take a while to. <laughs> get over my sadness first. to gain that hunger um thomas yes you texted me an article do we want to talk about that article we can i i don't have a ton to say about it um, thomas, oh, about the anonymous or, anonymous pros yeah the anonymous pros and the carbon paddle fiasco yeah uh i i so my biggest takeaway was like well, just like really sum it up for our listeners really quick, like so that because what is it? I couldn't even like I couldn't even like there was a lot in there, but essentially it was just like so the the theory, the original theory that Carbon was sending different paddles to USA Pickleball than they were selling people. There are I mean, there's good authority that that actually was the case. USA Pickleball wasn't being transparent. They were testing behind the scenes. They were issuing warnings that they weren't um, being honest about. And uh, there was just a lot more going on behind the scenes that if I'm a pro and there is an advantage to having a carbon paddle, I'm saying it's unfair that I have to play against this thing if it even gives my opponent the slightest of advantages. If I'm another paddle brand, I'm saying this is BS because carbon – if carbon gets away scape free, uh, whatever the term is, they, they go unharmed through this whole thing. <laughs> Working on my, um, they, that's the best marketing and PR campaign ever, right? And they get right. to capitalize on that. And if I'm another brand who's playing by the rules, I'm saying this is un, this is unfair. But again, it's all conjecture. I know, obviously, so it's anonymous to everybody else. It's not anonymous to me. Uh, I believe what's being said, but I don't know. I wasn't in those conversations, and uh, I think it's up for the the people to to uh, to decide. My, I don't, I don't even think like, I don't. I just think USA Pickleball is a mess, and I think they've mishandled this thing like they've mishandled a million things, and I think they're like basically like they're laying the opportunity for some other organization to come in and just say, we want to be the USA pickleball. We yeah, want to be the governing body. The we want to be the sanctioning now. body. We're the new authority. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, that, that really was my my biggest takeaway was like here, USA Pickleball again, like, you know, they're just not being forthright. Rob, do you have did you read the article? Do you have any thoughts on it? Do you I want to get article. into it? No, I'll get into anything. Um, okay. I just yeah, yeah I, you like, will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like what Thomas said, like, if you're another paddle company, so like, to me, that that article made sense. If, if I'm a paddle company, uh, pissed off at the way it was handled, because um you know carbon was whatever intentionally doing bad things whatever but like i i don't understand the purpose of like a pro writing that article and submitting it like well i just don't understand the purpose like what are they trying to get out of it like it's already been settled like just trying to reveal how much of a mess usa pickleball is everybody knows um so yeah i, I just didn't understand kind of the intention of what they were trying to accomplish uh, but yeah if it was a paddle company submitting that article it makes a lot of sense well, it's, to play devil's advocate here, if you're a pro that's playing against carbon paddles and they are still a clear advantage and nothing's changed or they no, haven't but changed. Is, that's well, not what it said, right? Was that what the article said? That paddles are still illegal? Because they have a new batch where it's, right, it's yeah. significantly less, less. grit. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so as a pro, like, I don't care. They've, like, I, thought, I thought carbon did an excellent job actually handling the whole mishap. Okay. In terms of like the way they treated their customers, like every comment I ever saw by anybody that had bought a carbon paddle was, was this is epic. Yeah. This is perfect. Thank you for taking care of it. Like I thought, you know, and, and their delivery big, time was quick too. Yeah. That's a big, it's a big PR hit to, you know, that's a lot of bad publicity for carbon as a new company and a big financial hit because there's a lot of paddles in circulation that people can't use anymore. So as a new company, I thought they handled it as well as they could. Oh, I know a lot oh. of people still using those paddles. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I was going to use that in your uh, unsanctioned duper. Oh, I know. That's why we got a challenge. We got a challenge <laughs> immediately. Um, okay. Yeah. So oh, you're yeah, saying man. that, yeah, everybody already knew that USA Pickleball is a mess. So that article coming out is just basic redundancy. That's yeah. Okay. And we can keep pushing that. Like, yeah. It's a fact. That's why we didn't like necessarily add any commentary. It was just like, this is what we got. If, yeah, if, um, I wouldn't have spent my time writing that article. Cause I didn't, I don't think it's like one, I don't think it's very groundbreaking or like, wow. Shots not fired. shocking that it's not shocking to anybody. Yeah. So, right. It was just like, I just don't know what it was trying to accomplish. Yeah. It was just like confirming what everybody pretty much already thought. And, yeah. uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, generally though, like if you're, within the industry, you're an organization, you're a player. Uh, and, uh, you, you've got something to say, like if it's relevant, we'll we'll give it the platform. Yeah. I like that. But yeah. So no, I think, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think people are just going to move on be like, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. Okay. One, one thing I mentioned in my podcast was, like so much talk about carbon, but, and this is going to look like I'm on like a, like a Yola spree, but like, I'm not like, I don't, I don't care. I just think, I just find it very interesting that everybody forgot how quickly, like there's two videos on Yola that showed it being over roughness and like everybody forgot about that really quickly. Right. Like with the whole carbon stuff, cause you had that video at the U S open, which you had the, USA pickleball paddle tester, the official guy saying, Oh, that one's going to be over. You don't want me testing that or whatever he said. And then you had the Yola 
owner doing the video on his thing where his math is wrong and all the math actually was over roughness and but it was within the plus or minus five percent discrepancy but i guess so so my point on the on the podcast i recorded yesterday on freestyle was um i'm not going to tell you you have to listen to the freestyle podcast oh no <laughs> <laughs> what a teaser that's so just good. kidding it's i already have it downloaded no so the point was um that all of these companies that are pushing the envelope in terms of roughness, like none of the manufacturers are, are good enough to have the exact same roughness on every single paddle that comes off the assembly line. So pushing the envelope to where they're pushing it, you're going to have, you're going to have, like I, basically what I said was Electrum, Carbon, Yola. I guarantee you, if you take, you know, 20 paddles or hundred paddles in circulation, you're going to have many of them that are probably over roughness. So I don't know. I think, you know, the carbon's latest batch, just from what other players are saying, the roughness is way down. So it seems like they're not skirting that line as much, which I think is what companies should do, right? Because there's no way to test every single paddle coming off the line in every batch. Yeah, they just, or they need to be more strict on what the actual parameters are and yeah. be like, you have to be under this number. Right. So... Yeah. Uh, Thomas put his shades on, which means he's done talking and he probably wants to tell us about his sunglasses, which he wears indoors because Rob, I don't know if you know this, the sun never stops shining on a cool dude. Oh, good Lord. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, here's why I like shady race. Uh huh. Okay. I used to live next to a sunglasses store in Manhattan and they were very, very expensive, but they were, awesome. And I would spend quite a bit of money buying these shades and I've lost multiple pairs. Now everybody has that story. Shady Rays will literally replace for free a lost or broken pair. We'll send you a new one. How do you prove it's lost? You don't have um, it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, it's a good question, Tyson. So but that's a cool email right now. And be like, that's oh, what I'm saying. Glasses. That's a pretty cool thing that they do there for you. Yeah. So. Um, but they also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. So you can look good in your shades and feel good about making an impact. Mm -hmm. I like that. I'm willing to support a business that is willing to give back. So if you guys do want to get some Shady Rays, go to ShadyRays.com. And use code DINK, all caps, for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. 50% off. I think I read that last time and didn't even think about that. That's pretty good. 50% off. Very steep discount. And they give you free sunglasses if you lose that 50%. Yeah. Basically, you just get unlimited sunglasses. So you're getting two pairs of sunglasses for 50% off of one pair of sunglasses. Two minimum. I lose a lot of stuff. But do they... I'm assuming they only replace the lost pair one time. Oh, that's imagine. just like mathematical in my head. They can't like <laughs> be like, okay, here's another one. And every month they're just like, we're just going to put you on a subscription where we send you a pair knowing you're going to lose them once a month. So cool. Well, Thomas, you know, I'll be checking that out right no. now. Yeah. And so All will right. Rob. Anything else, Thomas, before we close? No, nope. Rob, closing statements. That's her.
Rob doesn't have anything. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I've got very important stuff going on this weekend, but it's top secret. And uh, Thomas is so jealous. 90 Day Fiance, the follow-up. Uh, <laughs> the, the reunion. <laughs> <laughs> Excited. End of this thing, Thomas. See ya.